many days on my own. No credit on my phone. I'm just a hopeless romantic. So last week we were talking about dating. Well, with Haas, Haas was traumatized, poor guy. <laughs> I felt bad after. Haas, you're married. Yeah. And you have children. Yes, I do. Okay, so. And then Sin started talking about <laughs> dating, and I'm like, no. And I'm like, maybe you're the problem. And then the more we talked, I'm like, okay, maybe the whole fucking thing is the problem. It's not just him. So we'll have fun with this. You're still single right now? I'm still single, yes. Okay. How's the dating world? The dating world? <laughs> I mean, pre, pre-COVID or pre-passport? Oh, wow. You see, he went deep. He did a thesis about this. Okay, whatever, regardless. <laughs> like, pre this, pre that. So before the, uh, before the passport, it was okay. I mean, I wasn't going out, clubbing bars, but you'd always meet people online. So there was still like a, a chance that you can get together, go for a drink, go for dinner. Uh, with the uh, passports and <clears throat> my status, um, you have to be really creative. Oh, you're not? No. Oh, nice. No. Yeah, so... Uh, it was you a couple of months back. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm, you know... Me I, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were the first one. Well, he did half of it. Okay. Did you do the second one? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Even with the whole thing? Because you did. almost died, was, technically yeah. speaking. Seriously? Yeah. Side effects? Yeah, then I realized maybe it was me, the side effect in my head. Anxiety? Yeah, yeah. No, I just... I, I didn't... Uh, I haven't made the plunge yet. I know oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are putting pressure, like, ah, we're going to go on vacation. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's, everything's going to drop very soon. That's the thing is that I'm, I didn't do it to be the rebel. I didn't do it to, uh, you know, rage against the machine. I just, I remember um, earlier during, like, when the first lockdowns happened and everyone was saying, don't worry, you know, they're going to develop a vaccine. And I was like, yeah, cool, they're going to develop a vaccine. But I never planned on taking the vaccine. I just believed that, you know, the people that were vulnerable and the people that felt that they needed to take the vaccine would and life would get back to normal to a certain you know percentage and when they started to to come up with these um, and the conspiracy theorists started coming up with these these uh, the next steps and people were saying no it'll never go there i was yeah you're crazy it's never going to go there and slowly but surely it's 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 getting there you know are you so, an anti-vax or are you just i'm not an anti-vax okay so uh, just my entire family is double vax my dad is triple vax plus his flu shot he hasn't left the house since like 2021. Uh, like he's he just watches Italian TV and whatever they say. Did you catch it yet? Sorry. Did you catch it? I believe that I had COVID in the first months of 2020, because a good friend of mine came back from Italy. Mm -hmm. He was sick like a dog for a few weeks, hardcore, and it had started to not spread throughout Europe at that time, like December 2019, but. We already knew about it. Yeah, yeah. So I believe in about, say, January or February 2020, I coughed for a month. Like, I've had bronchitis as a kid, but I coughed for a month where I couldn't sleep. If I was driving, I would have to pull over because I couldn't breathe. Yeah, and yeah. I would wake up my in-laws at the time. I lived upstairs of my in-laws, and they would wake up and call at four in the morning. They're like, is this guy okay? So I believe I might have had it um, ever you, since then. You didn't get an official... Uh, no, I've been tested once because I worked in a Esparitude and there was a case. So uh, they enclosed our group for two weeks. When my negative test came back, I was allowed to go back on the field. Mm -hmm. But the way I see it is that I've been on the field with thousands of kids in the last two years. And uh, either I'm immune 
or I'm just very lucky that uh, the lemon water and the uh, vegetables are doing well, you know? <laughs> You're a healthy guy. Somewhat healthy. I'd like to I'd like to think I'm a healthy guy. You still training? Um, I stopped f over the holidays. Uh, and like I, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I stopped over the holidays and I haven't got back into it. My guy is uh, still training. It's private, right? It's, uh, it's private. Yeah. It's a private. Uh, it's a little like boutique gym. But uh, he does two or three clients at a time, so it's it's very uh, I would say safe, and uh, it's literally thirty seconds away from my house. So Where are you living now? <clears throat> I'm in Saint Leonard still. Okay. I'm uh, Jari Provencher, like two minute walk from Cafe Milano. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. So, really nice. Yeah, it's not a bad. So day. let's get back to dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious now this, with all this. This is this is this is gonna go a bit deep because there's some people that are listening do. here that. Uh, Please do. Let's get I'm, back to I'm dating. actually curious because the thing is, like I was telling him, I had COVID to this and everything. I feel like people lost their minds. And I, again, I don't know how you meet them, if it's like through DMs or actually dating apps or regardless, whatever. But people compared to before, especially you, you worked in you know the nightlife, you meet a lot of people, you know, the, that type of, uh, how can I call this? You know, those sociable people, let's just say, and you're a very sociable person. Mm -hmm. Do you have difficulty right now meeting people? Like... Sticking to people. Sticking to people? Yeah. Yes. Meeting people, no. So there's quant quantity, not quality. There is quality. Uh-huh. Uh, there is quantity. It's like the vaccine. <laughs> there is just, I'm a, I'm a type of person that I can meet somebody mm -hmm. and they could be amazing. They could be an awesome person. But if I don't, it's, it might sound cheesy. If I don't go to bed and wake up thinking of the person, I I, I got to move on because I don't want to waste anybody's time. So it's one date you? No. So you see, he might be the problem. I probably <laughs> am, the, I am the problem. You, I'm definitely the problem. No, 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 But wait, to my defense, <laughs> yeah. my biggest issue with Anthony, and I'll tell you, he knows this about, he's super kind. Yeah. He is too kind. He is a guy that's all or all in. Mm -hmm. or all out yeah. and that's the proof mm -hmm. if he wakes up and thinks of you he's all in yeah but if, that could be scary too yeah that's what i'm saying in his case maybe it could be but again if he burns the bridge they don't even have time to see that scary side that is the scary side already i guess but i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying in some cases it could be scary for for the woman or for me even for me let's say even if it was the opposite a girl starts texting me in the morning then again the next day then again well might, it, at first it might scare me it might worry me that you're too clingy not you i don't, I don't yeah. know what your your situation is but we're just saying if it were then you you know you're like you're losing x amount of chances because it might be scary depends again you said not the first date i don't know how long it takes you to to feel or to have that feeling well do you fall in love fast i I told this. I told this is a lot of people because a lot of my girlfriends, friends that are girls, they always try to set me up and you know, ah, oh, you're a good guy. Give it a chance. It's a nice girl. And I tell them, every girl that I've dated, or every girl that I've been serious with, it hasn't worked out. Obviously, because I'm yeah, single sitting here. Exactly. But I can tell you, uh, no names, but I met a girl for the first time. Um, this is way back. We dated. I got out of the car. I walked up to her and as I was walking up to her, I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. I just looked at her and I knew that it was like love at first sight. Obviously it didn't work out. That's she's beautiful if you would have married her. Yeah, well, she's married <laughs> with two kids now. But I remember and I, I remember like calling my girlfriends and say, oh man, I met her. Like, After how, how long this? 
the, the first date. The first night I walked up to her, I remember we were having ice cream at uh, Paisan, uh, Paisan yeah, uh, in Laval. Yeah. And I was walking yeah, out of my car and I was walking up to her and she got up to walk towards me and I'm like, I'm going to marry this person. So, okay, I'm going to throw you, I'm gonna throw you something. If a girl would do you that, mm -hmm. if she, a girl would come up to you, yeah. after I didn't tell her I was going to marry her. I just felt that. Oh, okay. You didn't tell her. No, oh, I didn't okay. say, hey, how are you? My no, name's Anthony. Maybe you were trying to be romantic. No, no, no. I just, in my head, I'm like, Okay, this is this is the one. This is a good one, and then I. This is a good one. Then I go into a relationship, whether it would last seven months, eight but, but months. What was it based on? Just that love really? at first sight. That's so you believe in love at first sight. I do believe I love at first sight, or I do believe at an attraction at first sight. Okay. And then you know, why can't I take my eyes off this person? It, it doesn't mean she's the most beautiful person. Yeah, yeah, she just she, has she, something. She's attractive to you. And then sometimes you you get to know them and. Their, their doorknob or mm -hmm. sometimes you get to know them and you know you enjoy their company and you build something it doesn't always happen right away but that's how I have to feel in order to go excuse the term balls deep mm -hmm. makes sense yeah or nice. else I'll, I'll have a good time I'll enjoy company dates movies dinners but eventually I'll I'll get out are you a romantic us? I believe I am <laughs> I try not to be do you believe at the love first sight? No, I believe in. You sound too you, rational you, to you, believe you, in that. Yeah, there's an attraction. There's that honeymoon phase that some are able to keep, you know, for a month, three months, five months, six months, but eventually, it goes away. Um, no, I, I don't think I believe in love at first sight because it's never happened. Um, okay. There is that attraction. There's that, you know, when you're infatuated. Wait, does someone does your doesn't wife mean I'm in love with them. Yeah, my wife knows. I told her I didn't love her at first sight. <laughs> but he loves her now. Of Isn't course. that the most important part? 100%. Where you end up, not where you start. So Haas is the opposite of me. But that's the thing. You guys have, that's the reason why both of you are here is because, and again, I'm still picking on his brain in the sense I know him, yet there's certain things where he has this, I'm not going to say image. He has this energy where things have to be organized. Mm -hmm. He's a businessman in that sense, mm -hmm. right? Everything has to be clear. Every box has to be checked in a way. Now he's married. So his reality of dating, whatever, ended, what, 12 years ago? 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago. So the reality, and I remember me before having kids and me single now is day and night. Yeah. And like I said, and last time he made me notice, I was like, yeah, maybe there is a part of responsibility based on me my expectations, what I hope for and everything. Now, he, you're more of a romantic, I can say, right, Anthony? If, if You're a dreamer. I'm a dreamer, yeah. You're a dreamer. Yes. You're more rational. Yeah. I'm personally, depending on the person, I could be like you or like you. Mm -hmm. You adjust. That's it, depending I, on the person. Depending on the person, because th there has, because I would be a hypocrite here saying, yeah, you know, I'm a very, you know, take <laughs> a distance, stuff like that. But it did happen before in the past where I met somebody uh, not as fast as him in the sense I saw her and she was the one, but after a first date, let's just say we went and had this. I had a date once, my one of my first dates a couple of years. Yeah, one date. The, the first date. Let's stay with the first date. It was a seven-hour date, but it wasn't planned that way. We went to uh, Olympicos to have a coffee. Uh, it was during the summer. <laughs> then you started roasting coffee. Seven no, hours. No. What did you do? That? We went actually. We took a walk. My car was parked there. We walked all the way to. This was before COVID, <laughs> so there was the festival de jazz, I think, or francophonie, one of the two. So we walked all the way downtown. It was during the summer. Downtown, we walked. We talked. The date started at seven. It finished at four o'clock in the morning, and we just talked. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That was talk. But after that date, I literally told her, 
because we spoke before we met, right? So there was a little bit of a foundation. Mm-hmm. I literally told this girl, I will marry you, I will marry you if you have me eventually. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't, again, I'm, the only reason why I said it out loud was because saying that I'm committed, I'm not gonna, and again, I came with a reputation too. Huh? So I had to, I had to work a little sin bit harder. Sin comes without sin. When was this? <laughs> this was uh, four years ago, exactly. Oh yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you are romantic too. I'm a romantic when I'm focused, when I'm all in. When I'm all in, it's like playing poker. I'm a big poker player. Certain days I don't feel it, so I'm more conservative. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I feel like this table is mine. And I'll gamble a little bit more. I'll be a little bit more adventurous, let's just say. And we had a good couple of months. But again, and then uh, today I'm single, so <laughs> I fucked up. It was a bad investment. She's married too, and she just had her daughter. Congratulations, by the way. So you guys are good at fixing people. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the yes. future. But that's why I did that podcast last week, what was called The One Before The One. <laughs> right? That happens a lot. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the king of that, because all my ex-girlfriends <sighs> are married with kids. Every girl I date seriously, right after me, she gets, gets whatever she wants. You know that movie, Good Luck Chuck? I don't know if you ever, you've watched that movie. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never so seen it. So the, the, the premise of the movie was very easy. This guy, every time he would have sex with this girl, the next guy the girl would meet, she would marry. So girls would come and fuck him just you to get married. married. Yes, I, I, I didn't see it, but I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it was about. with Jessica Alba and whatever that other comedian. But why I'm saying all this is sometimes being romantic makes you seem soft to these course, women. Yep. And sometimes when you're distant or whatever, they find that attractive, right? Mm-hmm. But that's only for the first the first stage of the relationship. The honeymoon phase. Exactly. Because after that, they want somebody solid, somebody mm-hmm. there, somebody consistent, somebody romantic. They're trying to change bad boys. They want bad boys for a couple of months or something exciting and spicy. And then hopefully he becomes a husband at house, calm and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's probably what would happen with you and your wife. It goes back to, remember what we said last time? I said, every girl's crazy. Yes. It's what crazy can you handle? Mm-hmm. You know, to what extent is that crazy okay for you? Um, I still think they're all crazy. Yeah. It's just that, you know, you, you probably fell on the right one, but maybe you didn't last long enough or you weren't able to accept long enough. Vice versa too. Could be that she couldn't handle you. And that's when after you, like, you opened up oh, your no, eyes. She, and- she, she was still talking to her ex, and then she married her ex. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then at the wedding, she said, we've been together for seven years. So Classic was, story. So I was not declared. Oh, wow. Ooh. I was being paid cash <laughs> <laughs> under the table. You got you got the 4%, though. No, not, whoa, shit. I got a couple of headaches and a couple of gray hair. That's what I got. <laughs> but again, regardless of all these things, and I even met a couple of people a couple of years back, or the couple, you know, this... And at the end of the day, I keep on saying, these people are good people. It's just timing, right? Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, right? You said your wife, when you met her, yeah. you didn't have. So what What changed? Um, I used to date a lot. Mm-hmm. And I did fall in love quickly. That's why I asked you. Mm-hmm. I fall in love really quickly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I remind myself that it could be just a honeymoon phase, my honeymoon phase. You know what I mean? And I used to bring girls home. And I have two sisters and my mom used to always say, stop. Because Mm -hmm. imagine if somebody's doing this to your sister. But to me, I was actually in love. So there was nothing wrong with what I was doing because in my head was that she's going to stay. So Mm -hmm. what's the wrong of bringing her home? You know what I mean? 
And I remember the last time my mom went away to Kuwait to visit her sister. And she said, it's the last time you bring someone home if you're not going to marry them eventually. That sounds like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom went away. I met my wife. And two months later was my dad's birthday. So I invited her to come for supper with us. My dad loved her from the beginning. She loved my dad. And, you know, she started hanging out at home. My mom wasn't around, right? So <laughs> it was okay for me to bring her home. And when my mom went, came back, she left for three months. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, Ma, I think, uh, I think I met the right one. How so old were you then? 24. Okay. And I said, uh, the next one, you know, if I bring her home, that means it's serious. So okay. And my wife came home six months after I proposed. But what made you click with her? Because you said at first you didn't yeah. have that je ne sais No, no, no. And I said... Um, what was it that falling what? What was the word you used? Well, love at first sight. Love yeah. at first sight. I was attracted to her. Mm -hmm. It felt like other attractions. It felt like other times that I fell in love. But after that, all the boxes checked. She was very uh, family oriented, just like us. Um, very as if like, you know, you know, when you go over and she cooks for you right away, that never happened before. What What's her background? Italian. <laughs> so it just felt like home really quickly. And it was funny because I knew her brother from before, which I didn't even know. Okay. So when I met her brother, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, we knew each other from before, for like years ago. Um, and it just felt right. So when I brought her home, my mom had a different attitude versus every other girl because my, it's the first time I said what I said. Um, and then it just clicked. And Did you have a type of girl? Yeah, good-looking ones. Maison <laughs> <laughs> Smart. That had to be smart. I no, but very... I'm talking about physically speaking. Like oh. height, size, color of eyes, color of hair. Uh, can be taller than me. Okay. Ever. I didn't like that at all. Um, <laughs> fit. They had to be fit. And but not more fit than you. Um, it was okay. You know, I had she heart surgery. She can't bench more than you. No, impossible. <laughs> that that won't work either. Um, but the rest, no. It was just if there was that attraction. You know, like, let's say blonde or brunette, blue eyes, green. Didn't, didn't matter to me. As long as it was that attraction. Same here. And But yeah, but my wife has crazy green eyes. I just got lucky on that one. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it was bonus. Yeah, I was hoping my kids would have green eyes. They took your side. It didn't happen, yeah. Yeah, because... How many... You have two? Two kids, yeah. How old? Uh, my son is 14 and my daughter is 12. They're 15 months apart. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're not kids anymore. They're, they're not kids anymore. They're roommates. Right. <laughs> well, your kids are getting up there too. Your son is 12. We are exactly the same coffee. Your son's 12, right? My son is 12. My daughter's 14. Wow. Same, we're, same thing. We're the opposite. Yeah. We're the, the, the opposite. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm single. He's not. That's okay. See, I have no eyes. He has green eyes at home. See? <laughs> That's the only big difference. Do you have a type? I do not have a type. I honestly just, I love women. Uh, like we all do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I. It could be brunette. It could be blonde. It could be blue eyes. It's for me, it's like, uh, like feeling. I mentioned, that feeling. Yeah. I look for that feeling. And uh, just to go back to what you said about your mother, my mom had said the same thing because, you know, you'd bring home girls over the years and, she would get attached and she would say, you know, stop doing this if, you know, because it, it hurts everybody. But for me, the real test was if they got to meet my grandmother. Oh. So that my grandmother is no longer with us. She, she, she passed in 2013. But the girls that were lucky enough to meet my grandmother, those were the girls I really thought like, okay, this is it, right? And then going forward, people were like, but how are you going to use the grandmother test if your grandmother passed? So not to the mother? I guess now it's the mother. I mean, if, if you come home to the mother, that that's probably a test, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Did if you really introduce a lot of people to your parents? Uh, no. 
I wouldn't say, but what's a lot to you? No, because me, well, we I'm have 39, this, right? So yeah, I'm 43 yeah. and they've met only two. Wow. Exactly. They met my, the mother of my kids. Mm -hmm. That was the first one. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And the second one was the one of four years ago. Okay. That's it. The four year, the one that the Olympical walk. Yes. The one that has married. That remarried, her, yeah. her, there must be something in the air with Olympico because every time I go to Olympico, it turns into a walk and then a relationship. Yeah, it's that whole like, my land vibe. You know, it's like you it know. ends up blowing up all the time. But it's 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 that that vibe around my land in the summertime. Yeah, the exactly. Walk, the coffee, it's a beautiful walk, and yeah. like especially pre-COVID, it was it gives you that opportunity where you can have you know even if you go up north, Saint Lawrence to Little Italy, you have that whole skateboard rink, and then you get to Little Italy, the park, you know, then the little ice cream, the coffees, whatever. You have that whole European esque date esque vibe. Mm -hmm. Now. For me to introduce somebody to my parents, I must be 100% sure. They met the mother of my kids probably six months before she got pregnant. It was that simple? Well, everything went pretty quick in that situation, but it went well. You were and young too, though. 28. Okay. 20, well, no, she was introduced when I was 27. I met her at 26. Introduced her, at, it took almost a year for me to be sure that, because I wasn't interested in her at all at the beginning. And then eventually with time and spending time, she was like, she was my, uh, so her, she was my plus one to all those date nights. Oh, she was that girl. That girl yeah. that I would, because my friends that were in relationships hated me always bringing different girls at these events, these suppers and shit. They're like, yo, my girlfriend's not liking you because you look like a player. You always have different women. I'm like, yo, you tell me to bring a plus one. <laughs> She's not here anymore. What do you want me to tell you? So when I met her, she was super cool, crazy vibe, had that good energy. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to touch her. Just going to be friends. Mm -hmm. And she'll be the one I'll bring every time. So for a year straight, we used to go to these like double dates. She was my plus one. But then when we finished, she would go home and I would go home. Never kissed her, no nothing. Almost took me about eight months before I kissed her. Wow. Yeah, so she you thought built I, a solid foundation there. Well, I built, I friend zoned her. Like you friends on her? Yes. No, she was like, okay, this guy, what's up? She even told me at one point, the night that we actually broke the ice, she took me. I was having these house parties at home and drinking games and shit. And she's like, Are you gay? And I'm like, <laughs> What do you mean? She's like, What's going on here? I'm like, I thought we were friends. She's like, fuck you. And I'm like, damn. And then because of that, I was like, actually, yeah, maybe it's me the problem here. She's cool. She's interested and whatever. And uh, finally, I just, you know, jumped. And we were together ever since. And then I gave her a key, I think. Before giving her the key, that's when I introduced it to my parents. She's the only person I lived with in my entire life. Besides like I, your parents? Yeah, but I left my parents at 17. Oh, wow. So I was alone for 11 years almost. She moved in when I was 28. She got pregnant a month later. See, I'm not good with roommates. <laughs> and that was that. And then the second person they met was the, the girl last uh, four years ago because I was older, I had two kids and everything. And she was like, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this well and seriously. So I met her parents. I even met her parents. And she met mine, yet she was investing elsewhere. Wow. It is what it is. It happens. Like, I laugh about it now. But for a year straight, I was... Fucked. It wasn't I was fucked because keep in mind a lot of people ask me and the people that know me very well I wasn't in love with her I was in love with love mm. and it was a very complicated situation at that time because the mother of my kids had cancer oh. so I was like you know I need to settle my shit and be focused she's an amazing person don't get me wrong but I didn't see all the red flags right 
because there was plenty of red flags. Once once everything was settled down and everything was done, and I was like, damn, how the fuck did I miss this, 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 this? Because I was like, I was fully committed. Yeah, I and, and because I came with a reputation. So I came with a chip on my shoulder that I shouldn't have because we had a couple of friends in common and they were like, oh, you know, Sin has it easy with the women, this, this, and that. And she had issues trusting men. So I felt like I had to do quadruple the work to convince her and to show her and to prove to her that I was a good guy. And because of that, I was blinded. Yeah, that overcompensation made you exactly not want to see. It's it's funny because I sometimes have to bring up the bad boy past because girls today, they don't want that nice guy. They want to see that um, bad, uh, like not a bad guy, but they want to see that adventurous type mysterious guy. So every once in a while, I got to make like, you know, you're in the club, but you gotta remind I, these bitches. I used to run the club. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's it. it's like, okay, that, that was past. This is who I am now. You know, I left that behind and, you know, I'm just trying to find maybe the, what you said was um, the idea of being in love with love. Maybe that's what something or some, or people chase too often and get themselves in relationships for no, not no reason, but because every relationship brings you you're conditioning your own self. When you said, when you saw that girl and you said, I'm going to marry her, you're conditioning yourself to believe that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do nothing yet, right? She doesn't even have the right to have that thought in your brain. Yet you are convincing yourself that that one, I'm marrying her because of whatever you were feeling that day, right? It could be as simple as that. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it could be very harmful most times than not. Because you're selling yourself a product that you didn't even test check the reviews or anything at all. You just saw this girl. This girl just existed. Mm-hmm. You didn't he know her from reputation or whatever. If she would have been introduced to you from a friend, I would have maybe understood. But I'm she like, she was. She was introduced. So you knew somewhat of an idea who she was. We grew up in the same area. We had the same friends. We were a year apart or two and we both played soccer. So everybody's like, oh, you don't know her? I'm like, no, I'm like, it's impossible. You guys, you must know each other. It must be destiny. So it was just kind of, whatever we just got together uh, again it was a long time ago but mm-hmm. i like you said is that you see the red flags after yeah and she was an amazing person but there was things that were coming up and then her ex-boyfriend i guess came back in the picture and those fucking ex-boyfriends man well, good good for her you know i always say i always say if if that's that's what's meant to be and then later on she's married with two kids then that was her path i'm super happy but you know but then she'll be divorced in a couple of years after having two kids and then you know then you have back. to raise I, them I then she'll never, be back in the streets I never wish that on anybody I don't wish it but I see it a lot and yeah. the more and more we're getting older more and more you're gonna see it I'm just curious yes Sin I know a bit more because you know we, we meet like almost every week now yes um, what makes it not work like how come this track record what is it you think it's, that's the thing I mean Everybody that knows me or uh, people that, um, that are, uh, you know, some of my best friends, they, they always say, you know, Anthony's a good guy. You know, they, they try to hook me up and then meet people and seven, eight months and things just... Uh, what was your longest relationship first? My longest relationship, I'd have to say it was somewhere between like 2003 to 2008. And so five years. But it was kind of off and on. There was, there was a period where it was consistent for maybe two, two and a half, and then there was a bit of a pause and then come back. So she, the longest was two years and a half straight? I'd say something along okay. two and a half years. So Haas, correct me if I'm wrong, 39, right? I'm going to be 39, yes. If I would be a woman today, 
knowing that he has this good reputation, good guy and everything. And his longest relationship was two years and a half. Isn't that a red flag as it is? And I'm not saying this has nothing to do with you per se. I'm just saying on paper, statistically speaking, see it, see it as a soccer player, mm -hmm. right? He's amazing skills and everything. Yet you see he's been through so many clubs. Ben Afra. Here we go. You're going to ask yourself why. He, he signed. He yeah, I know, I know, a little. <laughs> I know, I know, don't worry about it. But my point being is, wouldn't you see that as a red flag? Well, that particular relationship, I was uh, I was young. I think I was 24, 25. And that was one of the only relationships that I ended because I came to a point where I was with this girl and it was like, okay, what's the next step? Everybody was asking questions. Do you get engaged? Do you buy a condo? Like, what are we doing? And there was not, I didn't feel the pressure, but she knew what she wanted. I didn't really know what I wanted. And I'm like, well, I, this can't be it. Like I haven't seen anything yet. And I got out to go and do whatever else, uh, to go to uh, mm -hmm. some- Live your life. Live my life, quote unquote. And she was an amazing person who who's now married with kids, et cetera, et cetera. So like, I'm, I'm happy that it went that way because me leaving allowed her to meet the See, right, how, the how, right one. How he's a nice guy. That's why I'm asking. I, yeah. I was going to ask again, saying you're not answering me. What do you think? What do I think? I think we're going to cry here. Someone's going to cry. What, what do <laughs> That's I think? That's not going to be me. Yeah. But okay. What do I think? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess just have to believe in I haven't met the right one because I've, I've been in relationships where everything has seemed to be good or there wasn't any arguments or there was, there's always, there's always, uh, how do you say it? a disagreement. But I've been with people where it's a honeymoon stage, a hundred miles an hour. And then there's a conversation. I've heard that conversation before. I know where the, where this is going. I take my stuff. So I, you just, it's, it's, maybe it's too easy. What do you mean too easy? Too easy to just let go. No, no, no. I fight. I, I, I fight. I didn't say for you. Oh, I fight until like the restraining orders. <laughs> okay, no, so not fight. Problem I, number one. I hold on. I hold That's on. That's not a red flag, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Told you he was a bad boy. Yeah. So you, did you ever have a restraining order? On your no, 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 no. Okay, I'm just, no. I had to check. Damn, no, I to clarify it's, that. It's going back to what you said. I'm a, I'm a guy that goes 100% all in. Yeah. And, and if I felt like I've built something and I felt like this is where I want to be, yeah. I, I will fight for that love. And then eventually you'll understand, okay, the, you can't be fighting anymore because it was just eating me apart. It was eating me up inside. And then I realized what I had to do for myself. And then, you know, mm -hmm. you end up, I'm, I'm always on good terms with my exes, always on good terms. And I've always, I always wish them well, and I'm still in communication with a lot of them and it's, it's very friendly. So for that, I'm very happy. But I guess, you know, the, if you listen to the whole uh, right time, right place, uh, everybody meets their one or, I kind of still- Do you actually believe that? I don't know. I Cause I don't, I don't know if I believe in it, but I don't want to be that sleazy guy at L'Action at 51 with no hair, trying to like hit on the 30 year olds. You know, I, I'd like to be somewhere. But there's more options than just those two options, by the way. Being the sleazy guy at L'Action. Yeah, or that, <laughs> the opposite. There's a lot more to it. And, and again, the right time, timing is everything. Yeah. That I total, I definitely believe that. I met a lot of good people in my life. They weren't right for me specifically at that time. Yeah. 
Now, yes, I do wish everybody happiness, mumbo jumbo and shit, but let's keep it 100% real here. Some people are shitty people, some people are good people, and some people you build. I believe soulmates, personally, are built. They don't just come, clé en main, here, everything's ready, just take her home type of thing. It's something that you built. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe relationships are built like houses. You buy the land, that you like the view, whatever, regardless, whatever's your, your thing, and then you build foundations. Now, time is relative in the sense that I know people that build their house in three months, some it took them six years. The older we are, less time it takes because we have more experience. And you know where to avoid those. Cracks. Exactly. That's actually a proper term, cracks. Those little mistakes that will cost you at the end. Because when you were saying, oh, I'm 100% in the honeymoon, and then that talk comes, because it feels like your relationship is a balloon, right? And then anything from outside can make it pop. It's like everybody's looking for an excuse to break this thing. Now, you're maybe fully committed. I don't feel they are. But I'm wondering if you are conscious, a conscient about it, that they're not fully, because you have to find somebody with the same energy, mm -hmm. right? If you're full, deeply in love and they're not, this is going to be a lonely road at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And they said this philosopher teacher, love is not looking at each other's eyes, it's looking in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're love and love and you know you're in a field and I'll do this and I'll do that to you and then you just pay attention like oh shit they're still there in the back walking slowly but surely they don't have that same energy as you right it's I guess it's all about energies it's it's I'm meeting the person that uh, has the same energy at the same wavelength as you but I mean how long does it take because the thing is you know these short-term relationships again you have one of two years and a half then down the line you work a lot Yes. Right. So two years and a half in your life, mathematically speaking, is probably what? Nine months? Years. No, it's shorter <laughs> because he spends less time with them. Right. You're working so much. The time that you're actually spending on them is a lot less than somebody that's working a regular job. Yeah. If I'm working five days a week, so I have my weekends for her. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you, you crazy. You had two jobs, this, this and that coming in late. I remember at one point you were dating this girl and you were saying an issue was you weren't spending enough time. Right. So. He could be two years with somebody, but in quality time, we're talking three months. Mm -hmm. And that... Well, the <clears throat> the relationships that lasted that long, there was... Uh, my schedule was a little bit different at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then the one that you had mentioned, um, we dated for two and a half years. That was like, we had just gotten the pro team. I was coaching. I was, you know, uh, responsible for my categories. I was responsible for my high performance team. And then I was working with the pros. So I was on the field until like 11 o'clock every night. Yeah, I remember. And that put a lot of strain on our relationship. And I mean, I understood uh, a woman wanted to have, a, she wanted to have a family, she wanted to have a home, she wanted to have a, a husband figure, mm -hmm. and she also had two kids. So she wanted to create an environment for her two kids and she didn't believe it was the healthy mm -hmm. choice. So we- Did we, you? I like I said See it I, from an outside point of view. I'm not talking about yours specifically because, like I said, the hard part about you is yeah. you're a good guy. Yeah. I know your heart is at the right place. Your intentions are very humbling. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking you from an exterior point of view, if that would have been your sister or a friend of yeah. yours and everything, describing the situation. In the beginning, I like I said, I I was like, it's it's love is the only thing that counts. People have people are married to truck drivers that go across the country. People are married to nurses, doctors that work crazy hours. You know, you know what's the difference if I'm a soccer coach? You know, that's how I felt in the beginning. But then, 
getting out, looking in, I felt a bit selfish because I'm like, this is an amazing person, great mother, two amazing kids. She deserves that. She deserves a man that comes home, cooks, does whatever, you know, husband. A present figure. Present figure, Saturdays, weekends, you know, you, you, you do families, that's what she deserves. So that's, that's how I saw it after the fact. But then you have people saying, uh, no, that, that's not real life, man. R real life is two people getting there, like going to war together. There's issues, there's hills, there's ups, there's downs, there's battles, you fight it together. If there's love, there's love. It doesn't matter if you're a truck driver, a plumber, an accountant, a lawyer, a soccer coach. So people maybe were trying to like pat me on the back, hey, you know, don't worry about it, it'll be okay. But I was like, no, nah, I mean, like she deserved more. She deserved more than what I could offer. So, so is love? Uh... My question is, we're here today. Why are we here? Because are you unhappy of the situation? Am like I, in your life right now? I'm talking about just love life. This is not a therapy class. No, because, <laughs> no, because last time we talked about, yeah. you know, how, um, how weird it is dating right now. And what I got from that message was that it's hard from the beginning. So there is that negative energy that's there when you originally meet someone it cannot not be there because it's so fucked up that if every week somebody slaps me in the face you know the next sunday comes i'm gonna think well maybe you're gonna slap me so i'm gonna be you know my guards are up is that what it is to you right now or is it just i don't give a shit it's you go in all the time as a lover boy is that what you do or no i um i've i've been hurt in in recent times in the last like say four years i've taken a beating Mm. So people would imagine that my guard is still up, but I don't really want my guard to be up. I just go in, uh, meet somebody, enjoy the time, live every day, live every day and just live in that moment. That's good time. But I'll know right away if this is something I will pursue or if this is somebody that I, I would like to build something with. If it's not, then I'll enjoy the time dinners, movies, whatever it may be, and it'll eventually run its course. But if I do feel that little spark, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to start skipping that rope and get ready for the uh heavyweight uh, heavyweight bout, you know, to fight the uh, guy. But that spark is not made from them, it's made from you to you. Cuz you create that spark, right? The way I'm I'm listening to your stories in the sense that you're the one who decides that the person that you're dating gives you that feeling you're right right just like that moment you got out of the car exactly because you're creating you're actually lying to yourself it's nice when it works right it's like you going to that championship bout and you're telling yourself i'm gonna kick his ass yet the guy's 100 pounds heavier than you and he's been doing this for 100 years at one point you can tell yourself all you want you're gonna get that beating i don't care if you have that spark and that rocky song in the back of your head you're getting your <laughs> ass whipped maybe the first 30 seconds He's going to play with you. You're going to be like, shit, I have a chance. I'm actually better than I thought. But then reality comes and kicks in. Where I find it interesting, and this is what I meant, this guy's biggest flaw that I know, and again, I'm just uh, permitting myself to actually say this, is he's too kind. Mm. He has this, he is a very hopeful person. And the thing is, with you know all the, the, the battles and the scars that you've been through, you're talking about energy, what's meant to be, I would have been through half of what you said. I would have said, fuck everybody. I'll do me. Whatever happens, happens, but I'm controlling the narrative. We're different people. We're both single, so nobody has, you know, the right magical 
solution, but I'm very protective of my energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're a big spender of your energy. You like to share because you're a kind person. Because of your coach-esque qualities, you're giving to kids, you're trying. You think you're saving people, but you have to save yourself first. Yeah, and, I've and heard that before. Again, it's not a rumor. <laughs> for, <laughs> for many people, it could be that, like I said. And then eventually you build from there, right? I was telling him last week, my issue today is dating because all these people come with conditions. They come with these traumas. They come with these stories and then it feels like I'm supposed to fix them before I actually date them. Right? They don't come and like, okay, I have trauma, you have traumas and we'll navigate through these waters. They're like, no, you have to fix me first and then we'll see. And what happens is we fix them and then somebody They go get married. (laughs) And then they go get married. And that's what happens because they see you too kind. I did a podcast last week, the one before the one. She was like, yeah, I met this guy. He did everything for me and everything, but I didn't feel it. But once she built that confidence and that energy that she deserves, and look, this guy's doing everything for her. She deserves to be happy. She's like, yeah, you, but not you. And then mm-hmm. she found somebody else. And again, you can be hateful. You can be whatever. It's her decision. It's her life, right? She decides who and what. From the other point of view, I can understand the guy being angry, right? I spent this much time, energy. I believe that we were going to be together. I did all the right steps and everything. And then she'll find this little tiny thing that made no fucking sense regardless whatever it is and then she's like listen you're a really amazing guy you know that famous phrase not you it's me type of bullshit oh I I invented that (laughs) I invented it but it also has been played on me many times yeah it's been played on me many times laws of attraction but the uh, so the title of this podcast is nice guys finish last is this oh yes is this what what it's all because I I have I have friends that are like stop being a gentleman stop being nice no. Go take what you want. So I'm not going to say that. I don't want you to not be you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you can't change how you, you are. are. Exactly. I'm just saying to be selective on your investments. It's not because you're a billionaire that you should spend money on everybody that needs it. Mm-hmm. Right? Be selective with your investments. I'm not saying to be a cheap ass. I'm just saying, instead of taking her to 20 million restaurants, take the time to build and see the ugly side of the moon. Right? They're getting Tim Hortons now. <laughs> That's good. That's he doesn't good like Tim Hortons. He doesn't no, like Tim Hortons. I'm Martins. kidding. I don't do, a, I don't do aqua sport. <laughs> no, but again, I'm not any better, right? Because like I said, right now, I'm in a period where I have to make decisions, where I met some people, amazing people, yet they're far from perfect, and I'm far from perfect. And this is like when you go to the notary and you have to do that commitment now. Are you going to commit to this or it's not a good investment? And sadly, relationships today or like fucking buying land, a house, or regardless. You have to know. He decided, younger, that he saw somebody, and he's like, I will invest. It worked out for him. I did the same. It was a good investment for 13 years. Gave me two kids. Amazing investment. Now, it didn't work out, and we move along. Going through the dating, you particularly, I'm, I'm shocked in the sense that I would introduce you to my daughter type of thing. That's how good person I know you are. It happens. Yeah, but again, no, my daughter's too young. No, no, not not your daughter. Not your daughter. I'm just saying it happens. But you know what I mean? But the thing is, at the end of the day, all these people, and you meet people, right? Mm -hmm. You meet a lot of people. You're a very sociable person. You're not awkward. You're not nothing like that. Good looking kid. I have to start believing that maybe it's you the problem. Maybe the recipe is wrong. That's it. Not you as a person, but yeah. how you're cooking this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. And it could be just one thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Is Dr. Phil going to come out of here? Like, <laughs> right after this, when you get out, there's the other room. It's like a, a spy cam, you know, like one of those shows. No, but it's no, crazy it's because true. I would have loved somebody to give me this conversation. I was this lover boy, romantic kid, younger. And then I got beat up by life and reality. And then I had a choice. Mm-hmm. Continue and hopefully I'll meet the right one. Or be more safe with my energy and be a little bit more harder to reach. But yet, if I am able to be reached, I know it's a lot safer investment. It's pretty cool, huh? This guy's, this guy's man. He's like Yoda. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Yoda, but still single. <laughs> Again, the best ones usually are. No, kidding. Yeah, but there's the expression in French, le cordonnier mal chaussé. Oui, c'est ça. Right. So the translation would be the sin. <laughs> le cordonnier mal, mal chaussé, the one that does the shoes yeah. but has bad shoes. It's like the hairdressers. Male hairdressers, they do amazing work. They all have terrible hair. Or they're bald. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> that actually makes sense. It's true. Shout out to Bashir. But, <laughs> but again, Habibi, Habibi, we love you. <laughs> I definitely do love him. But it just saddens me, actually, because especially since I started this whole podcast thing, like last week, I had women, and they're giving you another side of it, right? Oh, yeah, that's the best to hear what they're thinking, because you never know what they're thinking. <sighs> well, Not just what they're thinking, what they're seeing. She's sending exactly. them to me. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I can't believe the shit. I she told sees. her, I told she because me and her, we we always send each other texts, yeah. and I was like, send it to Haas because if he doesn't believe you, show him the receipts. <laughs> People are fucked, but like I said, it's a little bit her fault too. I tell, I keep on telling her this because she's some not everybody that knocks at your door that mm-hmm. you should open the door to, and she gives she just gives them this little piece, and then they start running and hoping and going. And then I'm like, yeah, and then you have to clean the shit show that you just created. Yeah. When was the last time you had a date? A real date? You, how, what's a real date? What's not a real date? Uh, dinner in a restaurant. Whatever. Meeting, talking one-on-one with somebody. Something you consider a date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a few weeks ago. Okay. Where is she now? She's probably at home. <laughs> no, but meaning, are you guys still trying to build or the investment is on... <laughs> you change the page you're trying to rent somewhere else type of thing maybe trying to change the page maybe you know you're trying to see, see where it goes i'm not sure you don't feel it i i again like i mentioned earlier super nice but is that it factor there i'm mm. not sure so you're still looking for that unicorn you potentially but you have to build her i'll tell you this right away i'm going to tell you the ending of the movie if you're going to meet somebody you'll have to build her Meaning that, not build her from scratch, but she has to have certain basic values, principles, the same as you. 100%. Right? And then the rest, you're going to live together. Right? She'll she'll adapt to your energy. You'll adapt to hers. Exactly. Like, you know, like he said at first that the boxes was, oh, she was very family orientated. Uh, She cooked something. That's his language of love. Right? That's what he wanted. You have to find what, what are your languages of love? Because I know you know that shit. My languages of love. Yeah, there's I, five of them I hear. I don't know. I did some quizzes back in the day. I knew it. <laughs> and? I don't remember. But uh, what, what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy gifts? Do you enjoy attention? Wait, the five of them. I, I did this. I did this. I did this with my uh, with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> did you send them the list? No, no. no. People keep, Okay, so the advantage of having a podcast, the shit that I receive from people and guests. 
And it's funny because I do them because I find them interesting. Yeah. But it's bullshit. I don't like zodiac signs and bullshit like that. People love to bombard me with that shit. I'm the blue M and M, by the way. I just did the M and M quiz. <laughs> Have you seen this one? What the fuck does that mean? Have you seen this one? <laughs> no. Which M and M? Which M and M are you? Isn't that the rarest M and M? The blue. Yeah. Well, apparently, I got the blue. So what I does did, that mean? Because now they're they're. You don't melt in her hands. You melt in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But apparently now they're they're um, the M and Ms have like a character. Yeah. And they're like, um, there's people criticizing it because the orange M&M apparently is an anxious Jew. So now the people are getting out there and it's, so they've created a character for every M&M. So apparently I'm the blue M&M. So, okay. So you see, so I'll take back what I said. I'll never introduce it to my daughter. Why are you doing <laughs> these tests? Why are you doing no, these tests? We were literally having, because we were discussing, somebody had sent me the article on how, you know, today everything is about like, uh, Quality, qualities and all this stuff. So they've given like to have to have the M and M's have a character. So now apparently the Jewish community are lashing out because they said that the orange uh, M and M is a, an anxious Jew, and each M and M has like a character. So what's the blue one? I'm not sure. But so, so wait, you're the blue one, but you didn't read that one. I did. Yet the, you read the orange one. Well, because the, it started with the orange one, and it started with this is crazy. And then I clicked on the link, and then there's like which M and M are you? Take the quiz. So I took the quiz and ended up being the blue M and M. So I'd rather be like Slim Shady, but I was the blue one. And um, yeah, I didn't read into it much, but uh, something like, uh, you know, you're very trustworthy, uh, all this other stuff. But I already know these things. Mm -hmm. So why were you doing the test? You thought you were gonna discover a new quality? I was hoping, I don't know. <laughs> you just wanted to know which M&M he was. Yeah, I just wanted to know which M&M I was. <laughs> you know? But this shocks me, you see, this is what kills me. So you see, I'll have friends that will send me this test. I'll do it read it and I'm like, are you fucking for real? And that's about it. Sedalia loves to send me tests. You know, those hard workers, what kind of friends you are, what kind of this and this and that. I'm like, I am who I am. Depending on the person in front of me, I'm a bit different. Yes, okay, some people say, you're such a Gemini. Fuck you, I'm such a me, <laughs> period. Now, regardless of the tests, regardless of what, what rocks your boat, what makes you excited? How do you like to be loved? It's as simple as that, actually. Yeah, the language of love there. Language of love. Uh, I can't. I can't. I did the test. I can't remember exactly how it came out. No, but just out of your experience, like, do you like receiving gifts? Do you like somebody that cuddles you? Somebody that gives you a lot of attention by text? Somebody that gives you your distance? Somebody that has the same interest as you? I think having similar interests allows you to to build on something. Um, obviously, if uh, I don't know, if I uh, I like uh, hockey and uh, you want to paint. Mm -hmm we might still get together, but you know, it's easier if we both like hockey. Oh, we'll go watch the Canadians game. You know, you can build on something. So I think interests are a big stepping stone. Uh, but then from there, I, I like somebody that's attentive, you know, like a text message, you know, mm -hmm. hey, how are you? Good morning. You know, I like that stuff throughout mm -hmm. the day, you know, just hope you have a good day. A little bit of validation actually. A little, maybe a little bit of validation that she's, she's thinking about you. That's it. Uh, that she's, you know, just, you've come into her head. I like that. But for me, gifts, um, like monetary or something, that doesn't bother me. I, I'd rather have like a weekend away or a nice dinner together or something like that. That's So that's you, cool. it's attention and validation. Emotions, right? It's yeah. more, um, me? You looking at me? Yeah. I like everything. All the, all the st stuff you said, <laughs> Hus, Hus, it Hus, checks Hus, it off. It's Hus, good. Hus plays Monopoly on everything. Yes. I want everything. Yeah. Why, why choose one? No. No, you can have multiple, but you can't have them all. Yes. What this girl is gonna spend her entire life just giving you, buying you? Yeah, and because giving I'm giving you. back too. No, but I know. But it's not one way. You know, it, it goes back to what you said. You have to build it. Yeah. 
okay, it wasn't like that at first. My wife wasn't uh, affectionate, which I am. I'm very like, I'll grab your hand. And she was like a stiff board. Like she wasn't used to that shit, you know? And it was weird to me. I didn't ask her to change. No, she Just by you, you doing it, exactly. By sure. doing it, it's okay, well, it's, it's a bit normal. So everything you said on that list should be there. I don't see why I should let go the, I don't no, know. No, but there's say. certain things that come. Okay, so the example that you said, affectionate. So the mother of my kids, yeah. she'll tell you first. Mia was cold as ice. And then with time, because she kept on doing it and everything like that, I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you have to do to others what they do to you to a certain degree. Because the example that I always keep on giving is when I get sick, for example, when I'm sick, I want people to leave me the fuck alone. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Her, when she was sick, she wants attention. She wants you to take care of her. Chicken like soup. That. The mistake I used to do was I would do to her what I would hope people would do to me. But when you love somebody, you do to them what they want them to be done to them. Hopefully, they will do to you what you want to be done to you. Mm-hmm. Right? So you take care of her. She leaves you alone. Exactly. And that is true love. It's not telling, see, I'm very affectionate, giving you a lot of attention. So I'm ex- because I want it. Don't do it because you want it for you. Do it because that's what she wants. And for you to know what she wants, you have to pay attention. You have to live certain experiences with her. Because a lot of people will tell you something and do the opposite. But that I think that's what love is. Love is not like everybody can love the the good things about somebody, but it's loving the the hard things about the person. This guy's a Hallmark card. You know? But uh, but even even like for I did a lot of things that I wouldn't typically do but I did them because I know that it would make my partner happy or I know that that's what she would want. And then you hope, like Sin said, that when it's something that, like watching soccer on a Sunday all day, she doesn't really like to do that, but maybe one day she'll sit next to you just because- No, but that's it. Like, yeah. or else she'll leave you alone. Like she won't start cleaning the house while I'm watching a soccer game, for example. Yeah. This is something I had with my ex too. She knows I watch my team, it's once a week, 90 minutes. Regardless of whatever we have going on, my schedule is around that. That's why I'm asking 90 minutes. Sometimes she likes to, you know, I'm like, oh, let me do the vacuum cleaner while that 90 minutes is happening. And it's annoying and everything like that. But let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How many times have you fallen in love in your life? (sighs) Real solid love. He can never give me a simple I noticed that, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, have you been on a date? What, serious date? I wonder how long does that quiz take? (laughs) <laughs> he reads the question like, well, what do you mean by that part? <laughs> uh, I think real love, maybe three. Okay. Three and f- not three love? Just out of curiosity, I want to see the difference. So you said real love, three pe- three people, right? <laughs> and not yeah. the real one? And real love, regular real love? Maybe two, three. Maybe so like five three. total? Yeah, five, five. I'd say five total. How about you? <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> So you fall in love constantly. Yeah, I told you. I told you. Yeah, I'm, so that means you're a very passionate person. I am. Interesting. You? You don't, you don't portray that. What about you? No, I'm a very passionate out of passion, not out of love. Uh, me, I would say two and a half. Really? The last one, I'm not convinced yet. Like I said, I'm in, I was in love with love. I'm not sure I was in love with her because she didn't give me any- You were loving the idea, with the idea. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the mother of my kids, yes, definitely. And probably my first girlfriend because hmm. she was the one that pretty much- I was a big, big romantic, big, big romantic. Disney fucked me up as a child. I thought I was gonna marry Virgin, have the right one. That's for me what love was. I didn't need to. And then I watched the documentary on um, what's her name, uh, Perel, that uh, sex shrink, whatever. When she said the evolution of fidelity, 
She's like, before being faithful was being with one person in your entire life. Today, being faithful is being with one person at a time. Mm. Right? Yeah, I like that. Well yeah. Said. And it made me think. I was like, shit, it's it fucked up. And then she explained why it was a lot easier before because people would die at 40. So you'd marry at 16, 17. It was only a 15-year business deal. <laughs> Today, we're talking about 40 years business deal. You meet them at 25, if it's for life, to 70, 80, we're talking 50 years. So it's a bigger commitment. I know a lot of people that don't believe in that. I know a lot of people that say, you meet your wife, you get married at 25. There's no way after 25 or 30 years, you still feel the same way about her. But I know people that but are that's madly okay. in love. But that's okay if you don't feel the same way. Yeah. But it's not a reason not to be with them anymore. Oh yeah, 100%. Because if you grow into love, you can outgrow love and vice versa, right? Yeah. And you can still cherish that love. I feel like if you're fully committed and your values are aligned, because people have tendency of giving up. Mm -hmm. We live in a consumer society today where there's always better, stronger, sexier, there's this and that. And what happens is instead of building together, right, your sex drive is not going to be the same or whatever your desires are younger, right? That excitement, that thing. Me, I just want a, a life partner today, right? I don't want kids with anybody else. So I'm looking for somebody I can pretty much do what we're doing now. Have a funny conversation, joke around without me being scared that I'm going to offend you in any way or form, that I'm going to hurt your feelings. If you want to do something random, I want to do it. I want you to be my Bonnie to my Clyde. It's as simple as that. And that means pretty much if you want to do something crazy, I got your back. If I want to do something calm and relaxing, she got my back and vice versa. Right? Communication is the key here. Falling in love, I'm very a control freak on these things. Especially after my first heart, you know, that, that first relationship fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I was very uh, greedy with my love energy in that sense. So it took a lot of time, a lot of, I had to be sure and then double sure and quadruple sure before I actually, see with the third one, I never said I love her. On the nine months, 10 months we were together, I never said. The mother of my kids, I think it took like three years after I had my daughter, I think. What about your friends? No, my friends have no problem saying I love, okay. but it's not the same type of love. Of course not. Exactly. No, no, I love my friends. Like I, I tell people I love you constantly, and it changed a lot since I had kids. So, so you're so, sorry to interrupt. No, so no. your your the mother of your children gave birth to your daughter. Mm -hmm. Obviously, your daughter becomes the most important thing in the world. But you don't turn to your. I didn't say it. I didn't. It doesn't mean I didn't feel it. Okay. 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 There's a big difference. But did Ex she would say? Would she expressing say it? it again? Some people just. Uh, me personally, you saying it, I could care less. I want to see it. I want to feel it, right? By your actions, your energy. I'm saying even the word, for me, there was a blockage because I was like, first, again, not maybe because she will see it corny or she wouldn't believe it because it took so long before I said it. I was like, now I feel like the moment has passed in that sense. But so I felt it. Never said it. But I felt it, definitely felt it. She gave me a beautiful daughter. Like we, we traveled together. Like I saw, for me, love, is when you wake up in the morning and you're not worried she's gonna leave you, right? That you can say things without saying, shit, I hope she's not gonna take it the wrong way. Cause I know she knows me well enough that when I say something, how she should take it type of thing. Get what I'm saying? Right now today in 2022, as we're speaking, regardless of whoever I'm dating or seeing and whatever, I feel at any moment, and again, it could be a trauma. It has at, to be. Yeah, yeah, at any moment, somebody could just wake up and leave me. I have trust issues. And this, I say it and repeat it a million times. People could say, you know, you should work on it. I'm like, I can't work on it more than I did because it keeps on happening. This was even before your wife? Yes. Really? Of course. And you can't pinpoint what happened? 
Well, my first girlfriend ever, the one that I fell in love with. Yeah. We were both a virgin, this, this, and that. I was, I thought I was going to marry this girl. We dated for nine months, but it was basic dating, right? I was 17 years old, 18. We would kiss and this, this, and that, but nothing. She wanted for the wedding. I was like, listen, let me finish school. And she was finishing school too. I was like, I had a plan. I'll figure it out. And I was like, this girl has the same values as me. And this, and she's an amazing girl. Keep in mind. Yet it seems that I left the country for a couple of months. I traveled during the summer, came back, and I heard she was sucking her ex-boyfriend's dick. And again, <laughs> that You hit. loved her? Come again? You loved her? I believe I did. Okay. Like that girl, I was thinking about her constantly. When you were on vacation? Even, even when I was with her. She was like, she, every morning I would wake up with a smile saying, oh, I'm so excited to eventually I'll meet her. She was living in Nuns Island. I was living in Laval. So I had to take a bus. I didn't even have a car at that time. An hour and a half, two hours. And Nuns was, Island was far at that time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there weren't that many buses yeah. at that time. And I had to go all the way to Henri Bourassa. There was no metros in Laval at that time. And I had, there was even one night I slept in the bus station because I got there late. So you loved her. You missed the last bus. I missed the last bus. I stayed in the bus station until five o'clock in the morning and came back. And again, like I said, when I say these things, it still gives me a little bit of shivers because those feelings, when I remember them, I'm like, shit, that was amazing, right? Because it was simple. It was her and nothing else. Mm -hmm. There could be 20 naked women around me. She was the only one I saw. And it's not because she was the hottest one or anything. Not at all. She was a good looking girl. But for me, she gave me that security, that emotional security, that physical security. When we were together, I knew she had my back until she betrayed me. And the minute that she betrayed me, it felt like everything she did before that was dead. Was she 17 also? She was, yeah. So that happened so when we were 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, but again, uh, I'm not blaming Yeah, her no, no, of course not. In the sense, I'm just saying that moment specifically- Affected you. Affected me. And then I'm like, you know, half a friend is a half an hypocrite. And then from there, yeah. because I was like, shit, I was nothing but good. So I expected the same thing. And that was my <laughs> problem. It wasn't her the problem, it's my expectations. I wasn't rational in my expectations. Have you ever gotten the, uh, I love you, but I'm not in love with you? Uh, I never I got that so. far. Because I didn't date that long, to be honest. No, just in general. Not me. No, no me neither. I've got Have that. you done it? Have you done it though? Have you felt that? No. I, I, I love you or I don't. If I'm not in love with you, we can be good friends, but I'm not in love with you. So I don't understand that I love you, but I'm-, I'm so What's I, the difference? I don't know, but I've gotten it before. It's a big difference. No, okay, but please tell me what it is. I love you. Yes. I truly do. I think you're a cool guy. You're a nice yep. guy. Um, I love my wife. Yes. Being in love with them, in my opinion, would be that even if you do things that are wrong, in my opinion, or don't have the same values as what I like or what I feel, I could still keep loving you because I'm in love with you. You're able to accept some things that you don't agree with. But if you weren't in love, it's too easy. If I'm not in love with you, then it's like, that's why I fell in love a hundred times. So, so what's the difference between loving somebody and liking somebody? Oof, liking someone is easier. I could like wait a lot more people. Loving, I could like you, like you're a cool guy, but I love you because of your values. There's some values in you that ah, I like. Okay, yeah, okay. That, that would make sense. To me, that's okay. Then I love you. But in love it has to be with the opposite sex of course, cases, yeah. right? Loving could be yeah. loving your kids, loving your friends, loving your family members, loving your girlfriend, whatever yeah. that is. So you could love your girlfriend, but I'm not in love with you. So so if I translate with his definition, what they told you is pretty much 
is they were just trying to be fluffy, but they like you, but they, they yeah. don't see the potential to be in love with you. But that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't I don't believe a lot of things that women tell you when they're trying to get out of a relationship. <laughs> and even when they're trying to get in a relationship too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the part you're supposed to catch first. <laughs> I, 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 I've been through enough to not believe certain things. Like if somebody's telling you that, that's cool, but it's because you don't love me. Because if you loved me, we'd still be here. So it's cool. If you don't love me, that's okay. So you think because you guys are in love with each other, you should be together? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Like back to what you said about waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in love with somebody, they might not be in love. They might not feel the same. But I wake up in the morning, I feel like I slept in a in a in a bed of angels. I can tackle the day. I know that when I come home at night, that person's there. So you go out into the world and you just want whatever comes at me, I'll eat it. That's how I feel when I'm in love. So that's when I know I'm in love. So wait. Wait, wait. You, but so, don't so you, you think you, it goes back to what I asked him before you said no? Yeah. His guard up? Yeah. It is up his guard. Exactly. Not necessarily. Because yeah, that is. means if you're not in love, you're not able to tackle life? Not necessarily. I just don't sleep well. When you don't have anybody in your life. So you're dependent on somebody else right now? No. If if I'm 100% comfortable where I am, I could be single and I'll feel good about it. There's a period where I can't sleep because I know that I like maybe it's I've just gone out of a relationship or I've been hurt, but when I'm in that period, it's rough. I don't feel like doing anything. Like I literally I can't feel you're depressed. It. Maybe, maybe without saying you're depressed because we live in St. Leonard and we can't tell people you're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're gonna tell you, bro, go to the bar, have a coffee. Um, so I literally like I buy a new mattress because I think it's the mattress. Like, why can't I sleep? And why don't? Why can't I tackle the day? Why can't I? So, so Anthony, I don't want to do a doctor Phil of myself here, but I feel honestly that you're blaming everything around you except yourself. Maybe the mattress because the way I'm heartbroken because of how she made me feel. I'm not feeling great. If she, you know what I mean, in the sense that you have to take responsibility at one point. Hundred percent. And if even if you're with shitty people, you're the one who allowed them to be shitty with you. I don't think I've ever had anybody be shitty with me. No, but meaning regardless, betrayal, sadness, they mm-hmm. left you. However, that they give you that feeling, right? They decide. They make a decision. It's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. You being down, being depressed or whatever you want to call the term is on you yeah. right i'm an extremely hard-headed person mm-hmm. okay and i'm very i condition myself you know uh, pav loves dogs mm-hmm. i do that to myself in the sense that okay she doesn't want me cool i'll find better and we move along you know what i mean and because of these things because of this conditioning i'm hard the reason why i do this is because i don't want to stay in that state of mind It's like playing soccer, right? You get two goals in the back, you're losing two nothing. You have two possibilities. Or you give up mm-hmm. and you find excuses, it's the field, it's this, this, and that. Or you step up and you go for it. You might not succeed, but at least you went for it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And your life, you only have one. So you being a nice guy shouldn't be an handicap, but it shouldn't be a superstar on your resume. You have to be you. You, you, you. So if you're being yourself, it will, it will be effortless in that sense. Protecting your energy is another thing. Stop investing on people because you're a good guy and you giving good stuff. At one point, people will be using you financially, energy-wise, or anything like that. 
it's investments. Like I gave the example, if you're a billionaire, it's not a reason to start spending quadruple the amount that you used to spend because you have the money, right? You have to be selective with who, when, and why. And dating today, like I, I'll repeat myself, it's very complicated today because the older we are, the more luggage we have, the more trauma we have, the more issues we have. You know, we have these things that scare me at the bottom. Somebody that's listening to the spot saying, oh shit, Sin has this trauma of abandonment because his first girlfriend cheated on him. That's a red flag. Yeah. If anybody listens to this podcast, I wonder how many text messages I'm going to get. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Why an asshole? No, because the thing is, you have to remind these people is that's your perspective of the thing. Two people in a dating and not working out, you could say you were an amazing guy. She would probably say, no, he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's okay. That's her truth. That's your truth. We're not debating who is right, who is wrong. The beauty about this is there's many sides to this coin. And again, it's okay. If you guys are in good terms, that means you were aware of the core values of each other, yet it didn't work out. Simple as that. It's not because you guys, I'll give another soccer metaphor. You can have the best skillful players, but they can't mesh together. PSG right there. You get what I'm saying? It's not because of the fault of him or him and him. It's just the combination of the complicity of each other. And I know a lot of people that say, yeah, he's an asshole. He's a player. And other girls are going to be like, you know, he's an amazing, attentive guy. I was that with them. I was maybe like that with them. I might not agree I was an asshole with them, right? Because maybe I was reacting to whatever they were doing but they didn't see it, it's okay. You gotta let it go. That's one thing, but you have to focus on you. If it doesn't work out, it's your fault. You should always take the blame. If you do a bad investment, yeah, the bank tried to hustle me or that guy, you're your fault. You yeah, should have seen you it. Fucked up, yeah. That's it, you should have seen it. It's gonna be a lot simpler for you because right after that, you're like, if you take the blame, you can only blame you. The minute that you're okay with that, you can move, move on. When you said that you have um, a hard time believing what they say, <laughs> Remember you was it the breakup part or the whole part you meant? I understood the whole part. Right no, now. No, no, just what they when a, when somebody even ourselves when we break up with somebody mm -hmm. or a girl breaks up with us. Mm -hmm. The end is that you're not the one for me. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be with you anymore. So the way we sugarcoat it, mm -hmm. it's all it's all it's all smokes and mirrors. Yeah, because I mean, you're I'm, good people, right? I've done it before. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, it's not you, it's I'm me. not there yet. I'm, uh, I'm not there yet, you know. Uh, yeah, the top five excuses. I'm sure there's a test for that too. Yeah. What kind of breakup guy you are. I'm still falling, finding myself. I got to concentrate. I'm in love with on, somebody else. I, I got to concentrate on this. There's, right? But so, you're, not, you're not doubting them from the beginning when you guys meet. No, no, no. Okay. I want to like, I, I misunderstood. How, how can he blame, how can he doubt them I at the beginning? I thought that's what he said. And he's madly in love with that's them what, the That's beginning. why I was confused at what happened. I thought that's what you meant. No, no, no. And when I, when I meet them, I uh, like like I said if I if I if I embark in a in, in in the relationship it's because I believe or I saw that aura mm -hmm. and then I go 100 miles an hour and usually it's that honeymoon stage that's fantastic seven eight months everything's like wow everybody around I hate you that phase by the way but everybody around you is like wow this is it you couple know, goals like. I, couple goals that's so like I, th I I don't know why we didn't see this before this mm -hmm. is you know perfect and then you're like you start to believe in it and then it just blows up and then later on then you start to pick out some of the red flags that you might have not seen because you had the the goggles of love on or however you were yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but you know 
It happens. Like I said, there's a, love is a lot like a business at the end of the day. You open up your new business, you're all excited, everything's going well. You got a lot of friends coming to your barbershop. I'm thinking about Joey. When he opened up his his shop, right? A lot of people were coming. And then after that, eventually everybody went back to the regular mm-hmm. programming. And then he started picking. Oh, I don't see them that often. You know, they don't come and support this and that. I'm like, but you shouldn't count on that. Nobody you know? fucking knows you. Exactly. So if you do your work and you give your 100% in your relationship, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, at the end of the day, you say you gave your best and move along. They sugarcoat it. Oh, it's not you. It's them. I don't care. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. I don't care it's because of the moon or because of your grandfather. You understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're too old now to go through the motions of make me feel better about myself when you're going to leave me. Somebody fired me a couple of months back by text right okay I was like damn but I was like the message the core message of it is it's over exactly okay Mm -hmm. thank you very much I don't need that closure anymore when I was younger I always wanted but why is there something I can do something better shit like that I'm like hey if you don't see it if you don't want to work for it if you don't want to dig for it I'm not going to dig my own value and show it to you you know what I mean I don't need to prove myself to you I'm just being myself and that's why when the the honeymoon phase, like you call it, I don't like it because it's not reality, right? It's just the beginning. Yeah. It's like having sugar, right? You have that rush, but then you have that crash. How you withstand that crash after that is the most important. I don't care about the sugar rush because it's not going to last. And it's important, again, this is the theory of it all. And then navigating all these datings and there's always better and everything like that. Are you a consumer when it comes to women? In the sense that when you meet somebody like, uh, maybe I can be fine better, Maybe she's not quite to my level. She's not quite to my standards. You mean from the beginning or after yeah, he starts from the dating beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. Because I think when he starts dating them, he's not like that. No. Like that's not the... Once he decided you're mine. That's not the, mine. the vibe I get. Like he's like, yeah, I'm committed. When you're in, you're committed. When I'm in, I'm committed. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's talking about before. Yeah. Right at the at the beginning. I, are you I, a consumer? I like the way he says it. I, I think, and I think... I but you w- can't go to Walmart and Costco anymore as of tomorrow. So, but but Walmart said they they tweeted. No, that they, they took it out. No. Yeah, okay, let's go back. Are you? I'll, I'll go for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Saq too, but focus on the question. Um, am I a consumer? I think maybe in the past, I was because I was like, wow, I'm too cool. Like, I gotta date this girl here, and then as I as I got older, I started to look at different uh, mm. values things that you can actually build on. So um, if I rewind and I go back to when I thought I was cool, I was always looking for that top model, uh, all this girl's not, but in the end, as you get older, you start to look for values that you can build on, right? So I think we mentioned values before. I don't look at that top girl on Instagram anymore. I'm not looking at that girl who's, you know, gonna, give you that one night of passion, but I'm looking at somebody that, you know, enjoys the simpler things. Can you, you know, can you cook a dinner together on a Friday night? Can you go for a walk? Can you enjoy these small things? That's what I really look at now. So I think I was a consumer and as I'm getting older and as I'm living certain experiences, I'm kind of going this way. Not to say that I'm, um, no, there's, there's minimums in the sense you have to be attracted to the person and stuff like that, but I'm attracted to a lot of people. And I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I mean <laughs> that I, sounds very consumer esque. Why? Why? You, you, so you, you said s- I love women at the beginning. 
<laughs> I mean, you meet somebody, she's attractive, you know, you, you'll give her that extra time of day if you, you're attracted to her. That's how it starts, right? Mm -hmm. So reality. people say it's reality, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, you don't marry the looks, but the looks get you in the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, you see if the person has uh, similar interests, values, and if you can build something. I, I don't think I'm a consumer at all anymore. I think I really, I'm looking for those values. I'm looking at those, the, for those similar interests. Can you, can you put up with this person? Because like, you know, like we said, it's not about loving them for all their amazing traits. It's for loving them in those moments of- um, Finding you know. your type of crazy, right? Yeah, finding your type yep. of crazy. Yeah, I said it before, he said it well. Uh, we're definitely gonna do a part two because I have another approach to this whole thing, but we'll get at it eventually. We'll bring Dr. Phil too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring a bold guy to sit down here. I was like, you're going on a podcast. I'm like, yeah, like, what are you gonna speak about? I don't know, my buddy, he's a soccer guy. We're gonna talk about soccer. <laughs> yeah, soccer. Suckers, not soccer. <laughs> talk about soccer. We'll talk about, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sorry to disappoint. No, it was, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> love, is lo love is first sight, you know? He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's not what happened today, guys. <laughs> We'll talk about soccer next time. No, but I find it interesting because his case particular yeah. always shocked me in the sense. Out of all the friends, especially that group of friends that I have, I would have expected him out of all the people to be in a serious, healthy relationship before most of them. Well, I'll be honest. There's something he's not telling you. Again, I think... Or he's not comfortable enough or you haven't discovered it no, yet. No, but I've seen him in relationships. Maybe, maybe I haven't discovered Yeah, but you weren't with him 24-7. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's I saw the, the dynamic I'm... of him and his girlfriends. Yeah. I, I know him as a person and it, it, it really surprises me to yeah. be honest where, and again, maybe he's good short term. But is that possibility but, that he still hasn't met the right person for him? Yes, that too. And you, know, you could be the coolest guy that, you know, you check off all the list, but it's not that girl's list. You're very unlucky. Yeah. Some African voodoo on you or something. Yeah. That's what happened to Algeria. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Anthony. This was really fun. Oh, it was awesome. I, I I didn't even know I had the like I didn't even know the mics were on at a certain point. Ah, that's the beauty about yeah, it. That's yeah. the magic part. It's because Haas was looking at you in the eyes. That, yes, that uh, twice. <laughs> oh, there's, like, there's a vibe. Same like same when I saw him, I'm like, I know this guy. I and and it's not because we'd met. It's because I know I I realized where I knew him from. But it feels like but I've known you, him for I'll, such I'll a long time. I'll tell you why. Thanks. Because you love women and he dated a lot. <laughs> So you guys have that connection. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Do you love me like I love you? Can you touch me like I touch you? Look in my soul. An empty hole. I don't really if you go and hide, I'll sit here and fight for us. Just another night, laying in our lies, acting like we're both in love. But I think you're beautiful, unusual. How I felt for you, how I felt for you. Delusional, delusional.